Welcome back to the podcast, Jeff Isn't Working. I'm your host, Jeff Schroeder. I want to say a special thank you to all the people who stumbled upon this little corner of the internet um, in the last couple weeks. Uh, thank you. Welcome. Uh, any feedback is is welcome. This is kind of a, a passion project of... The best way I describe it is kind of carving your initials on the bench of life. Uh, Just to say that I was here, I existed, and here's some interesting people uh, who existed as well, and this is kind of what they picked up along the way. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is part three of a series that I did with my good friend Eamon, uh, who's an artist uh, and in recovery, and he's been very, very, very open and vulnerable and generous to to let us in on that experience a little bit to offer just a little different light on on some things that if you've never experienced any of that you you kind of wouldn't know Um, but please go back and listen to parts one and two um, because you're kind of jumping in at the at the very end here Um, but if you've been along for the journey uh, this is part three of my conversation with my good good friend Eamon struggle at all with like any kind of imposter syndrome (laughs) yeah like every fucking day what are you talking about (laughs) yeah yeah how do you you overcome that dude i don't know let me know to figure that out (laughs) um man i don't know i can't draw well i feel like if i could draw better i would feel less like a like a poser imposter um (laughs) because in my mind like an artist can do anything Right, like an artist can draw. They might choose not to, but they can. They can do it. And I can't draw. Right. I could probably draw better than I think I can, but I can't. Like I can't do like a photorealistic. I don't have the patience to do like a photorealistic painting. I also sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna have people look at the shit I make this. But sometimes I feel like somebody spent like two years to like do something that a photo a camera could have done in like 20 seconds, yeah. or not even like literally a fraction of a second. Um, so I also sometimes think that photorealism is like this weird standard that I've set for myself. Um, and I can't do it. I've never, well, I've never even tried to do it. Um, yeah. But I can't draw things realistically. Um, I'm not very good at shading. But also like, I also think about the art that I want to hang in my house. And it's not that stuff. It's like big old crazy abstracts. Right. So I guess that's what I make. Right. That's what, yeah. That's what I, but yeah, so I totally what, a lot of times feel that way. What is your like? What has your journey been with your use of color? Because your color is like incredible, and it like I know you did that show Color Theory, but it, like, are you in? Do you study like a color theory? Do you? Well, it's sort of like color theory was sort of this idea that like um, a person with like a a checkered past is 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 sometimes referred to a person with a color as a person with a colorful past. Okay. Um, so it's sort of a play on that, um, and that the idea that like we kind of like um, we kind of like a lot of the paintings from that were um, either just like big masses of color, just sort of like represent the joyful chaos that's inside of each of us, or they were like colors and then I had like painted over them with like single colors, which was sort of represented how we. Um, 
how we sort of like clean up our like internal self to like present to the world. Yeah. Um, I, I am super into color combinations. Um, this painting behind me is not one of my paintings though, but uh, just so it's good. <laughs> uh, it's cool, I like it, but it's just not, it's not something I have to do. But um, obviously I haven't hanged on my body like a lot. But uh, um, I'm like super into color combinations. I don't know what it is, just something about color combinations. I look for them in nature. I look for them um, on the sides of buildings. Like, um, I don't know, I'll show you one I, I found today. I'll show you one, it's upstairs. Um, I just love color combinations. I don't know what. So for one, I'm super into this color combo right now. They're called like wow. nude, nude tones or something. I don't know. Somebody told me they were called that. I don't know. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for color combinations. Um, I said, I think I draw a lot of influence from like, uh, like industrial, like, um, like covering up stuff. Um, like a city might cover up like a piece of graffiti or something. But yeah, check this out. This is cool. You see this like brick right here? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's like green and white. Yeah. Brick color. That's just so cool. So I like, like camouflage. Yeah. So I'd like try to like recreate these colors, maybe use them together. Um, so, but I also just know what colors go together sometimes. Like intuitively, I don't know. I've never, I never, I was telling somebody this the other day, like I never even took like an art class in high school. Wow. Yeah, like I never have taken an art class. Even when I went to Columbia, I took like, uh, I took a marketing classes. Like, I never yeah. took an art class. Because um, I felt like, I guess I kind of felt like making the art is something that just will come from a practice. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Um, but that selling the art is the hard part. Hey, come on. Um, so like, but I never really got into that either. I never got good at selling art until much, much later in life. Do you think um, that's why a lot of artists rely on agency? Like, because- Yeah. Like if somebody asked me to do a comedy show, I'm always like, yes. We don't even talk price. I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I wanna yeah. do it. Yeah. And then it's like, well, what do you charge? And that's when it's like the um, 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 um yeah. Know? So for one, like, so for one, like, you can't, it's hard to like call like somebody and be like, hey, I want to put my artwork in your know, lobby or whatever. But like, maybe I could call and be like, oh, dude, I got, this is my, this artist I represent. He's like so fucking good. You're going to love his stuff, man. Yeah. That's something that's going to fit perfectly in your like, you know, apartment complex lobby or whatever, you know, um, it's a little easier to do that than for yourself. Right. right. And then like rejected is like, damn, I suck. Like I suck. Um, whereas like an agent can be like, okay, you don't like that person. Cool. I'm, I got these other ones. Check these out. Right. And then like all anybody's ever going to hear the only person anybody's going to hear any here the only person who's going to hear from the agent is the person who got his art in there or her art in right. there so then it's just like oh cool i rule and then nobody else even hears anything so it's not like this direct in your face like yo they specifically did not want your stuff like specifically right. did not want yours um so yeah i think there's a value there 
only if you're making more money than you would have without that person. Yeah. Uh, I represent a couple of artists here in town, and I have the, my the one Angie Angie Loptian. Um, I've made her like a ton of money, like way way more money than she would have made um, without me. And for that, I take thirty percent. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like way more money. And sometimes I don't take if she sells like a forty dollar. If I sell a forty dollar painting from her, I don't, for her, I don't take like. like would that be like twelve dollars? I don't. I don't like to do that. But, um, but like you know, I've made her like thousands of dollars that she wouldn't. Have yeah. Without, without me. And it's um, your livelihood too. I mean, it's it's not like you're, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not always I, trying to make money off of like other artists, but like if somebody sells one of my paintings, I'll give them thirty percent. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah, totally. You ever sell one of my paintings, Jeff? I'll give you thirty percent. Done. <laughs> I want to talk to you more about that because like I see your stuff and I'm like. I want to buy everything that you have. Oh, you're how, nice. what is that? What is that process like? What is that? How does somebody approach right. you to first of all, talk about just buying something that you've made out of your imagination and then talk about like commissioning something and what that right. is. So yeah, two super different processes. But I mean, if you want to buy something, you just would hit me up and be like, most people just say like, how much is that? You know? Um, they might want to ask like dimensions. Can you get a picture of it next to a person so I can see like really what size it is? Um, cause I always post dimensions, but sometimes people want to see like what it's like next to a human. Um, that's our wonderful education system. Yeah. Well, and I try to tell people to come and see things. I never, I try never to sell things from just online, which I have to people who live in like New Hampshire or like Minnesota or wherever the fuck. But, uh, I really want people to come and see them. I just like, I don't know, man, this makes me nervous. What if they get it and like, the colors aren't exactly the same or like, they there's texture that the camera didn't capture that's there and they really just only like flat paintings or something. I don't fucking know, but yeah, but they're not cheap, you know? So like, I just want people to have what they love. Um, so uh, and I'm gonna spend the money right away, so don't try to send it back to me. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so usually if somebody wants to buy something, usually what'll happen is they'll say like, I really like this painting. Um, and I'll say, cool, when do you wanna come take a look at it? Uh, one thing I'm really good at is like closing sales because I'm just like really, I'm good at asking like, I'm good at being like, cool, do you wanna take it with you now? I'm not afraid right. to ask. A lot of people are afraid to ask those questions. Yeah. Um, when can you when do you want to come take a look at it? and i honestly i gotta say like i that's like car salesmanship <laughs> i hate to say it i was not good at selling cars but it taught me to say when can you come and take a look at it right um, do you want to do it today or you know um right Tuesday, that, thursday morning or at, right the, right you know, so yeah. does thursday work for you no right but i'm a leisure suit um but no, mostly it's like I want I, people hit me up and I'll tell them to come and take a look at it, and uh, I'll have some like wine or champagne for them, which nobody ever takes, but I'll offer it, and uh, or coffee, and um, I usually set up like a nice little showing area. I have a nice studio. I'll set the, I'll set up a nice little showing area in my studio. Um, I have some like Le Corbusier couches they can sit on. You know, my studio is in this old industrial building that was built in 1899 and opened in 1903 for the Rockford Illustrating Company. So there have wow. always been artists in this building since the building was built. It was built awesome. by an illustrating company for illustrators. 
So, um, yeah, I got a cool studio, big, you know, like factory style windows, big tall ceilings. And I'll have them sitting there and they could sit on my little Le Corbusier couches and look at to their little knockoffs. Okay, they're knockoffs, but uh, <laughs> they're not $1,200 chairs. But uh, but they can look at it. And, the, and most, of, most of the time people just come in, they go, okay, cool. I just want to make sure that it looked like the picture. Mostly it's not even that. It's not even that intense. They literally walk in. They go, cool, I just want to make sure it looked like the picture. I'll take it. Um, you know, and it's just that. And I'll take a credit card. I'll take a debit card. I do have to charge sales tax when that happens, which sort of sucks. But it sucks, man, because somebody's got to pay sales tax on like a $1,500 purchase. Because it's like, that adds like $100 to the purchase. Yep. Um, so, and if they're really like, oh, shit, man, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just won't charge them sales tax and I'll just pay the sales tax out of my pocket. Another thing that I wish people would do, but they don't do, is like, hey, go with me, man. You can't afford 1500 Maybe I'll let it go for $1,200. let us fucking talk. Um, cool. I love that, man. I mean, these paintings are worth what I put, the money, the prices that I put on them. But like, I've got some wiggle room, man. I don't need to make $1,600 off this. I can make $1,400 off of it and still be super happy. If that's what yeah. you got, or I'll take payments. I'm totally happy to take payments. Um, my friend who just showed up, Laura, she's bought paintings for me with, with payments. No problem, all good. Um, and most artists, that's also most artists. So like, if anybody listens to this and they see a painting they want and they can't afford the price on it, ask them what they, what they, how they could come down. Let them know what you could afford and let them know that you're willing to make payments because most artists will will, will work with you. They Has there ever been a situation where it's like, I like that painting, this is how much it is, I can't afford that, this is my budget. And then you say, oh wait, I have something kind of in that budget and you move them to a different. No, I've never done that. That's a good idea no. though. I, mean, I would, I just never thought to do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Usually if they're coming like that low, They'd have to come pretty low for me to say no. Like a dude one time yeah. offered me like $800 for two like $1,300 paintings. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that, sorry. But uh, but even then, I still sometimes kick myself about that. Cause like that was 800 bucks, right? Whatever. But Are you I'd conscious like, about like how much content you're putting out? Like is that stuff that you think about? Like diluting the market with, no. with pieces or no? That's not no, because every time I sell three paintings for a certain dollar amount, I raise the price. So I'm actually okay. like, so it's not diluting it; it's actually increasing the value of the current art that's out there. Gotcha. So like, if you bought a painting for me two years ago, you could have got it for like three hundred dollars. Now that painting is worth like seven hundred dollars. Wow. So, yeah. So like, no, it's not diluting it. Um, not to say it'll always go like that. You know, it's an investment that might go down too. But currently I just keep raising the prices. And uh, and I'm still in the Rockford market. I haven't even like, yeah, oh really, yeah. Do you have um, any plans of like expanding or are you just kind of doing it organically? Like kind of how it Oh uh, Well, it organically, but no, yeah, I do. I like last fall, I took a solo motorcycle trip. I like rode my motorcycle. Like I followed that on Instagram. That was awesome. Right on. Yeah, I have 5,000 miles. I rode all the way up to Sacramento, California. And the whole way I was uh, stopping at art galleries and like talking to people, find out what the process is to get in there, find out what they're looking for, 
Um, I guess some insight. I don't think I'm quite ready for that. Um, I don't think I have a big enough body of work at this point. Yeah. Um, I think I need to make a lot more paintings. My, I hate to say problem, but what happens is I make a painting and then it sells pretty quick. So it's hard for me to build an inventory, but I also slack. I let's be real. I fucking slack. I should be making like a painting every two days, but I don't. I like sell a painting. I'll be like, I'm good for a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I need to. I, that's just that's just something I'm working on right now. Is I've gotten a little comfortable. Um, that's not good. That's not a good way to be. So, but yeah, that yeah, I definitely do have plans to um, get out to like Laguna Beach. I did. They loved me out there, so like I'd really like yeah. to get into galleries in Laguna Beach. Um, yeah, just like right away when I got there, just like people were inviting me to their studios and like gallerists were like asking about my work. Yeah, I just really liked it. Um, probably there, Los Angeles, Texas. There's probably good money in Texas if I buy some art. Um, yeah, I don't think I quite fit in the like Taos, Santa Fe scene. I definitely don't fit in the Sedona scene. I went down there, it's all very glossy and shiny and my work is kind of like a little, I know it's colorful, but there's definitely like a darkness to a lot of it. There's an oh, yeah. edge, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if it'll fit in down there, but maybe it would, maybe it would be like, the problem is that gallery owners are business people. They're not artists. Right. They don't give a shit if like, oh yeah, this will make a splash. And if it's not like a guaranteed sale for them, they're like probably not gonna do it. So you'll see a lot of these galleries kind of like in an area will kind of sell a lot of the same stuff. Now you get to like Los Angeles or something where like these galleries are like, well, fuck it. We're gonna like flip everything on its head. They'll do it. Someone will do it. Um, like Art Angels, they've got some cool stuff out there. Punk Me Tender, um, and uh, a lot of galleries will try to get artists to make the same kind of stuff over and over again because it sells. They like it if you have like a style. Yeah. Yeah. I which I do. I have like this is like a style I've been working on lately. Um. So like. I, but I just kind of, I tend to work in like series. So, but that parlays me into a discussion about commissioning because I do have a lot of different kind of styles that I can work in. Some of them are very aggressive. Some of them are very colorful. Some of them are very muted. Some of them are just grayscale. Um, so that is probably the first thing I talk to a person about is, is like what kind of colors they're looking for. Um, ideally I could go see the space that would be the perfect scenario where I could yeah. go see the space in Sacramento I was able to do a commission painting in the place oh wow because cool. then it was like the light that I'm painting under is the light that's going to be on this painting which was which which was super cool I wish I would have had and that makes uh, it sounds stupid question, but that makes a huge difference. The the light. Well, yeah. So like color is reflected light, right? Yeah. So if if the light's white, it's going to reflect the color of that. But if it's too, the temperature of the color is too low, and it's white. It'll reflect a diff. It'll reflect white differently than if the temperature of the color is super high. And it's still white. It'll reflect a different kind of white. 
to wit, I was working in my studio with these super bright white lights. And I had uh, this white painting. I needed to like touch up some spots. So I pulled out this white paint and I touched it up. And then I got it outside in the sunlight. I was transporting it somewhere. I was like, oh shit, these whites are totally different. And I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it because of the light. Yeah. The studio was super bright. And unfortunately, it looked intentional. So I just left it. But like, that was not my intent. And I just wow. I literally couldn't see it. Um, so yeah, light makes a huge difference. Like if you have like a yellow light on something, it's gonna reflect differently. If you have like tungsten lights, they're kind of bluish, they're gonna reflect differently. Light is like, I mean, color is light. Yeah. And eyes, eyes are super important. And the brain, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that size, um, how much you looking to spend is a really good yeah. question. I like to ask pretty quick. Um, because yeah, a lot of people don't really know what art costs. They don't really get it. And I really have a problem with people selling cheap art because it's like, it shouldn't cost. We're just, uh, we're trying to make a living out here. We're not trying to right. make a thousand dollars a year and work a part-time job. I'm trying right. to like, I'm trying to like, like literally like live in like a nice house and like, right have it's nice also not the bin you sort through it like tj maxx because you need no. to have something on the wall like no yeah and i hate yeah. you know what sucks is like we now we compete with that though yeah right so what i say to people is like do you want to like walk into your neighbor's house and see like that they have the same painting you have on your wall and most people say well not really you know you say well that's why you buy an original piece of artwork yeah mm -hmm. because you don't want to walk into your neighbor's house be like oh i got oh yeah from home goods i picked up that exact same painting cool right blow my fucking brains out live laugh love yeah i mean <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other niche you know word art i always thought it'd be fun to do a class where like i made like because i have one of those die cutters it's not a cricket it's called a silhouette but it's like the same thing i have one of those i thought it'd be fun to do like a class like a, i'll call it words on wood and uh it would be like fuck this shit yeah but like, but like super swoopy you know yeah blow my fucking yeah. brains out you know? yeah <laughs> end it all that was fun. i know it's kind of it's all that that too is also kind of lame and cheesy like yeah. like it's like the same thing but for like the edgy crowd who shops at like right. hot topic or whatever you know it's like hot topic right. month. people are age sorry who used to shop at hot topic is what i'm talking about right <laughs> yeah um, I had another question for you and I'm, I'm blanking and I apologize. Uh, it was, oh, it, do you see earlier you'd mentioned that, you know, Rockford was a shithole and it's getting better. And I do believe that I think that Rockford is making strides just, mm -hmm. but mostly artistically, like I think, and maybe I'm biased just cause I know a lot of people mm -hmm. like yourself that are doing incredible things out there, but I am like an advocate for like it, mm -hmm. you know people get like i drive before like did you say rockford i'm actually from rockford you know yeah. which isn't true i'm from freeport but like Bro, i know that i claim rockford because i think it is such a cool i mean bing you know when when people were talking about mining the gap i was like dude rockford yeah. you have no yeah. idea everybody yeah. there is like that everybody there is cool everybody there makes art and i i kind of i hope that with the train situation that they have been talking about since we were kids since we were like children yeah <laughs> yeah but what i hope is that like rockford is that like 
destination where you know you can go you could go you can bounce around eat really good food see and buy really cool art yeah and you know it, it's it, it's so close to happening and is happening it's like the upside of inflation is like some people are like fuck living in chicago now they're yeah. like fuck they're like fuck it i can't just can't fucking do it yeah and, um, they are moving out to places like this especially with remote work yeah they're like well, let's do this in a cheaper town where if there's cool Dude. stuff going on now, now i do have friends who move here from chicago and they're like who are like got career transfers job transfers and they're like this place fucking sucks man <laughs> where do i go where do i go to meet women that's what they always want to ask me yeah. like, i don't fucking I'm, you're asking the wrong person i don't know um and uh yeah we got a long way to go but as far as the arts go dude this is like our town basically and we're yeah. holding it down 317 art collective um what is it uh courtman gallery they're holding it down yeah. uh mainframe over on Wall- uh, wallen on the west side they're holding it down um got some new places the fatherless print posse yeah keeping up a place um fantastic freeport artist is a good friend of mine melinda cook she is super fucking good yeah uh, they're working my sister's on the board of the uh art awards they're working to institutionalize the rockford area art awards um and we have a mayor who's like wife is an artist yeah and like, sister is the like director of the rockford area arts council so like he's an advocate for the arts um our art museum is like for like a small town art museum is like well small town mid-sized post-industrial city yeah um, it's like really good the director there carrie johnson is fantastic i mean she's a she is an artist herself and she is a fantastic artist herself um yeah this town is like i mean rockford art deli i know it was under different ownership but like they had they kind of kicked off the downtown art scene and art scene yeah. and then there's also speaking of art scene there's also an event every twice a year called art scene right where a bunch of businesses downtown businesses host artists and put up their work for sale so i remember working at brio like 15 years ago and people would put their art on the wall with like a little price tag on it right on and it was like man this is cool like this is, i think yeah, it's all it carried just... on our work now i think i think they all bought <laughs> yeah. it's all they're not for sale though they just yeah for sure Mm -hmm. but it's i mean it feels it feels like a different world in that you know your money's staying in the community you're supporting artists but you're also getting really good quality stuff oh dude we have some of the best i mean we have some of the best artists around man it's just like i mean we have people who can do anything we have people who can draw you paint you exactly how you yeah look. we have people who do like aggressive abstracts and more tempered abstracts colors and not i mean we have people at china cat 663 she lives here she's like nationally renowned uh, we've done a couple of collaborations together um do woodworkers sculpture yeah. I'm blanking on the guy's name. He's a bartender at the Norwegian. Peter Mara. Is that him? I don't know the person. 
I've only been around for a couple of years in the artist community. So. He, um, and maybe it's not Pete. Anyway, he, he posts his work on, he's one of those people that can like paint things as they look. Yeah, that's cool. Which is, it's cool. It's, but it's like, to your point, it's also like, you know, it's a totally different skill set than abstract. And I'm, I tend to gravitate more towards abstract, but when it's done right, like when it's done with like kind of a tone that like tells a story. Right. So they've done something out. else. Right? They've done something yeah. else to it. They put a little yeah. stank on it. They put a lead right. through it. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. So that's not just, I don't know. It's not just like, whatever. I'm not trying to hate on anybody who does what they do. Okay. No, for sure. Um, but that's like, that's artisanship. Yeah. Right. To right. Me. Right. That's 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 it. That's the that's the jam. That's Dude, any uh, any parting wisdom? It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Your fucking job. And catching, um, I, I, I need to. <laughs> no, you love what you do. I'm not telling people to quit their job. They love what they do. Um, no, but I mean, it's like it's a it's a placeholder. It's like a, yeah, until right. I figure out what my big boy job is going to be at forty, whatever I am. You know what? You could do as many of them as you want. That's another thing. Yeah. Fuck the age thing, man. That's a big yeah. thing I'm trying to overcome right now for myself. Is like, man, I can get really. I'm 40, about to turn 40. I'm about to turn 40 in May, and I'm like, even you just kind of getting going on this. Look at what you could. This farmer told me one time. Uh, people always ask him when the best time to plant tomatoes is. And he always says, the best time to plant a tomato is in April. He says, the second best time to plant a tomato is today. Yeah. No, he stuck with me. Yeah, it would have been better. 100%. Yeah. Undeniably would have been better had I started doing this when I was young and not gotten into what I did. But it's not, this it is what it is, man. It's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change. But right. I can do this today and I can go forward today. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe all this stuff that I learned from being a junkie gutter slut will help me as an artist. I think it has, to be honest Definitely. with you. I'm never going to look, oh, I didn't, I wonder what it would have been like if I would have lived crazy. I'm never going to have, I'm never going to do that. Which but also it's, it's gotta have like, it's gotta have killed some of that cringe too, you know, like comics that can go out on the street and just bark a show they floor me i could never do that like i i just feel like you know i don't want to impose on anybody you know what i mean it's like oh yeah well for sure that's a whole thing you know? i used to like when i get on the mic people leave like they like bands like have their leave their mic open they're like jamming and like i see people jump on the mic and just start going and i'm like i want to do that but like is it okay if i do you, do <laughs> right. you mind, do you mind right. if I, real quick right uh, yeah, so like that's that's such a midwest. I feel like that's such a midwest thing. Uh, <laughs> totally. Uh, is it? Would you? No, no. If it's not a big deal, is it? Yeah. Is it a big deal? It's not a big deal. Right. <laughs> They're like, just fucking. We're done. This song's done. We're packing up our shit. We are. We are halfway home already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that's definitely a thing, man. I don't really know what to say about that. Be be nice. Be nice to people. Don't, yeah, don't. If you don't feel that way, don't. 
don't do it. It is cool. People can do that. But also maybe sometimes those people are obnoxious and we see like the video of like the one time it went well. Yeah, right. right. Every other right. time it's people being like, dude, shut the fuck up. Nigga. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do find in comedy and I don't I can't speak to uh, to art, the art that you do, but I feel like in comedy, some of the more successful comedians are people that can promote themselves well. They're not necessarily like great at the craft. Well, I'll tell you this with art, it's always going to be the people who know the most people. Yeah. It's always going to yeah. be like, I mean, I don't know if it's like that with comedy, but with art, it's just always going to be that. And like, you might be really good and like be able to meet somebody and then you can kind of get tapped in and then you'll fucking slay. But like, I know dudes who are really good artists and they are not pleasant to be around. Yeah. And they will just always kind of like float on the bottom because they're unpleasant to be around. Yeah. And so what do you do? They're better art. Frankly, they're way better artists than I am. But um, the dude I'm thinking about is just like very unpleasant to be around. He gives people weird vibes. And maybe I get people weird vibes. I don't know. But I'm pleasant enough to be around enough people. Um, yeah. So th there has been articles written about that. I mean, like why like a lot of the abstract expressionists got big was because they all hung out together and knew a bunch of people in New York. Um, you know, why like certain Bauhaus artists became popular was because they were friends with Vasily Kandinsky and he like knew everybody. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's why like the universe or whatever always encourages me to become a part of like the thing that's going on and not just try to like fly solo because yeah. like, I mean, maybe at a certain point you can kind of like become the person, right? Who is introducing everybody and you kind of, and like, I'd like to become that person someday, but I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet. But um, right now I just, I always tell people, I sell, I sell artwork because I know a lot of people. That's, I just know, like, I mean, from like the church, you know, forever ago, from that whole life, from uh, um, the whole, like my, my experiences in Chicago to like run in like a little DIY venue in Carbondale. I just know, like, I just know like a lot of people and I'm constantly yeah. meeting people. And also I'm like, this is something I've noticed. This is actually something I would suggest to anybody. Is like, it's really easy um to like go to a place and like you're kind of making it you're me meeting a lot of people you're making you're selling a lot of art and then like you kind of get in with your like people and then you kind of like um you like cloister yourself with like the people you feel like you've met like the coolest people in town and these yeah. are the only people you want to hang out with because they're like your fucking people and you're like on the level with them and they respect you and you respect them so you all sort of cloister yourself together and then you'll kind of slowly watch your art sales stop, slow down. And you'll watch like uh, people stop attending the shows that you put on. And it's cause you cloistered yourself. Yeah. So like, just always be trying to meet new people. Just always, always, always be trying to meet new people. Um, and don't be afraid to speak your mind, but also know that sometimes you're gonna get hit if you do, yeah. you know, and that's all right though. Don't, yeah. don't, don't not do it, but just know that you might get hit. Um, and, uh, and try to make peace with those people. You know, if you do get hit, try to make peace with those people. Don't, don't walk through life. You know, you could, you could let them know. I don't, well, I don't like that. Most of the time they'll be like, I'm sorry, dude. I was an asshole. You know, like, yeah, I was an asshole too, man. My bad. Um, yeah. 
don't know. It's a fine line between letting people not letting people push you around, but also like not being like all oh, tough guy all the time. That's a, right. It's a, a tough line to to find, um, especially in environments where where you were in like jail, yeah. prison. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about like the. I've been around like dangerous people. And not oh, dangerous. Dude, I know you were fucking gang banging when you were younger, man. I've seen <laughs> but I mean, you like not fork tattoos. <laughs> not mm-hmm. dangerous people that like you know, in the sense that like I'm a stone cold killer. Dangerous people in that they can't regulate their emotions. Yeah, and anything can set world, them yeah. off. I'm yeah. sure. How did you navigate that world? Was like, what, did you learn? Soon as somebody gets in your face, and get in their face. Yeah. The second somebody gets in your face, you get in their face. That's wow. the the opposite of what you think you should do. You should do that. Because no, they don't really, nobody, very few people really want to fight. But also like no one to back down. It's like a weird thing. It's like, don't, don't be, don't let them just fucking talk however they want to you. But at the same time. Give them an out. Give them an out. That is such a great way of saying that. Give them an out that doesn't make them look like right. Olympic. Right. But also like, I don't want to fight this. Well, I've been in fights in prison and I've lost every single one of them. I have a chip tooth. <laughs> I do not like that shit beat out of me a couple of times. Um, but I'm not going to back down. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to be the dude. I'm not going to be the dude you're going to walk all over. I don't know. I don't know. It's not, I don't know. Maybe I would have got by better. I don't know. But I always had had a pretty good time. I never really had like a really bad time. I just, there was like this, little fucking 18 year old gang that was trying to take my food every day and i was like i'm not it's not gonna happen i don't know what the fuck to tell you it's not gonna happen right they jumped me in the shower still didn't give my food and then they left me alone after that so sometimes you gotta do that so like that has kind of like awakened that side of me where like i haven't been in a fight now in like three years that's pretty cool i just have like all the time and uh lose most of them uh yeah i'm not very good at it uh, i mean i can hold my own but i'm not very good at it uh but yeah I definitely it's like, such an important lesson to know that like you can get beat up and you're not gonna die yeah. yeah so like that's why i started like just standing up to people i did it the one time because like i had to you're not gonna get my food trays i don't know what to tell you it's not gonna happen right. it's not gonna happen so after that when i realized i got beat up pretty bad i didn't have any broken bones i had a black eye i wasn't dead right um after that i was like fuck it dude i'm not i cannot let people push me around so i'm just gonna stand up to them and after that it's like most people don't want to fight right they just want to say their little thing and you got to give them a little out they just want to say their little thing they don't want to fight man especially if you're in like a swig i was in this work camp it's air conditioning nobody <laughs> wants to leave that but with 20 man dorms nobody wants to leave that and go live with a hundred other dudes in a non-air conditioned dorm right so like give them an out now if they're your friends you just treat like your, they're your friends so I had a friend man in prison who would like he would lose it man and I'd be like dude you're my friend I fucking love you but you cannot talk to me like that just talk to people like they're people right yeah yeah um, yeah talk to people like they're people talk to people like they're people I've been in a relationship I'm not in a relationship now but I was in a relationship for like a year and a half and we never yelled at each other no, we would get in arguments and we would get mad at each other. And I'd be like, I don't know if I talk to you right now. But um, we never yelled at each other. We never said anything to each other that was like, 
I had to apologize for. I mean, like, maybe, like, sorry, I shouldn't have said I don't like those jeans or whatever. You know what I mean? But, like, but yeah. not like, you're a fucking bitch. I've never you said go never for a throat. Any, no, never any of that. Yeah. Never any of that, like, button pushing. None of that, man. And uh, I've been in a lot of toxic relationships. I've been in abusive relationships where I was the one being abused. Uh, I've been in relationships where, like, uh, a girl bit her lip and told the cops that I hit her. Because um, I was getting drunk all the time. Well, I was getting, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not blaming myself, but like, I definitely like put her through hell in other ways. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I just found if you just level people, tell, advocate for yourself, say what you want and say what you need, right? It mitigates so much resentment um, in the long run. Because back to the Midwestern thing, you swallow it all, especially as a dude. You swallow yeah. it all, and then it just, it's just that contempt and that resentment that resentment. eventually one day you wake up and you're like, I fucking hate Fuck this. you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> right. But right. it's better to have like low level that, you know, totally. I don't, I just don't, I don't, yeah, advocate for yourself because it does turn into resentment. I deal with that still where I want to advocate for myself and then I'm like, to my friends behind their back like man fuck that person and I fucking build this resentment towards somebody who's actually my friend right I don't want to resent my friends I'm that way like I'll have this imaginary way that I imagined it should go and when it deviates from that it's like well you're the asshole because you couldn't read my mind because you didn't do it exactly how I thought you should do without telling you should have offered five times not just four oh yeah totally (laughs) should have offered more times Right. I'm just saying what you want. I know I do the same thing. That was the conclusion of my conversation with my good friend, Eamon. Um, I want to plug him once again, his work. His art is incredible. Uh, He's on Instagram. I erroneously said his name in part two as at Eamon James. James, it is not. It is at Eamon Eamon. You can... DM him for commissions, um, inquiries about pieces. Um, yeah, he's got a fantastic uh, ability to make incredibly cool things. So take advantage of that while you can. Um, I also want to thank the city of Rockford for being a hub for many artists uh, who are talented beyond what the city represents right now and I feel like we're not far away from uh, really seeing it known for the great artistry that it has there's so many incredibly talented people um, there right now so if you get a chance to visit that wonderful community do and I hope that they keep State Street open for the small businesses uh, downtown thank you again to all the newcomers to the show Um, please message me any feedback you know, couldn't hear, the music sucked, whatever. I'm happy to listen to it all because I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm glad we're here. Talk to you later.